Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Um, give me a few minutes and I'll be um I'll be back on. Okay.
Good morning. Sorry about the dead air. Good morning. <laughs> okay, you ready to get started? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'll go directly into um, the announcements after I do opening prayer, and then I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, we thank you for this call, for having a place to come together for fellowship and to learn and to share in your word, Father. Father, we pray that anyone who takes the time to call in this morning, that they will hear something on this call that will help them in their walk with you, as well as for anyone who listens to the call later on. Father, we just thank you for waking us this morning so that we could make the choice to get on this call, Father. We thank you for choice, for giving us free will, for allowing us to be able to make decisions for ourselves, Father. We just thank you so much. Father, we continue to pray for those that are less fortunate than ourselves and to be grateful for what we have because no matter how bad our situation, we understand that there is someone out there who has it worse and they would love to be where we are now. Father, we just thank you for all that we have, all that we will have, all that we are, and all that we will be. Father, I pray that we continue to be a blessing to others even if it's as simple as just saying hello to someone, acknowledging someone's presence. It doesn't cost anything, and it takes so little time, and it could mean the world to someone else. So thank you, Father. We thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good morning, everyone. We started our service with opening prayer. Uh, We will not have any praise and worship this week. When I finish the announcements, Sister Felicia will give us the word, and then the service will end with Sister Felicia conducting prayer requests. I would like to thank everyone for joining us this morning and ask that you put your phones on mute to eliminate any background noise from disrupting the service. Thank you. All are welcome to call into the Prayer Shifting Ministries Bible Study and Morning Prayer Call. Bible Study will be on Mondays at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. The prayer call will be every morning, Tuesday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time at 724-444-7444. The call ID is 126976, and then select one for guests. You can also listen in on your computer. Go to TalkShoe.com, enter the same call ID, 126976, then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. Again, that is Bible study on Mondays at 7.30 a.m., prayer call Tuesday through Friday at 6 a.m. The number is 724-444-7444. The call ID is 126976, and then select one for guests. If you want to listen in on your computer, you go to TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com, same call ID, 126976. Then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. You can also listen to previous day's prayer call. If you scroll down, they are listed by date, starting with the most current. The mastermind business call has been temporarily halted. I will let you know when it resumes. We ask that you continue to keep watching it in your prayers. During the word and prayer request, please, Refrain from individual conversations and prayer shout-outs, even if it is for Sister Felicia. Although greatly appreciated, they disrupt the service. 
The prayer call mentioned above is a better form as it is more informal. Thank you for your cooperation. And let us continue to pray for our young people. So many are lost and misdirected. They are under attack and need prayer like never before. Start with the ones closest to you and then extend your prayer to those who have no one to pray for them. The day is today and the time is definitely now. This concludes this week's announcement. Sister Felicia? All right. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, it is a great day. It is a great day. Regardless of what it looks like outside, it is a great day. Um, and I just want to say that um, I apologize here, but, you know, my sound system does not work on my phone. So um, today's worship song, excuse me, today's worship song is I Need You Now um, by uh, Norfolk. I Need You Now by Norfolk. <clears throat> and I'll play that that song blesses you. You can find it on YouTube, Pandora, um, you know, um, all of those search engines that that you may use on the regular. But it's um, I need you now, um, and we need God more than ever before. And so, um, if you have not been um, following us all week, listening in, um, please listen. Go back and listen to all the recordings that you can, especially, um, you know, uh, about spirit, soul, and body and the, everything that, that Sam has been teaching on. Go back and listen to recordings because now more than ever before, we need to be able to have that one-on-one relationship with God that he wants us to have with him. It's not one-sided at all. Um, And I would just thank you for today's bread because it's, your word is meant to sustain. Um, your word is meant to keep us, to instruct us, to hold us up, encourage us, and strengthen us. And so um, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Oh, Lord, you're my strength, my faith, and my redeemer. Amen. Um so today, um, we're not going to be going into Matthew. We're actually, um, because we've been, we're doing a series. I'm doing a series. I've been led to do a series called um, Who Told Us to Stop at Paul? And um, that's going to be our Bible study on Mondays. But 
um, for today. <clears throat> um, God led me, I believe, to Galatians. Now, this is um, um, a letter that was written that was written to the people of Galatia. Um, And I don't know if it was just for instruction or in response to a letter that was written to Paul or or how it worked. But um, we're going to go, we're going into Galatians the third chapter, Galatians, the third chapter, and we are going to start at, I can get there, Um, we're going to start at <clears throat> Sorry. The third, the first verse. Okay. Um, I was just trying to make sure because I'm starting in the right location. Okay, so we're starting in the third chapter in the first verse. And it says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, behold, before whose eyes Jesus has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only what I learn of you. Received to the Spirit by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? And so we're going to jump down to the sixth verse. I'm sorry, to the fifth verse. Sorry, to the fifth verse, it says, He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, does he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham, and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they, which be of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham, 
For as many of, of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every is every one that continueth, but not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Okay. The just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curses every every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on Gentiles, the nations, through Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The just shall live by faith. <clears throat> and he and, and the thing is what we this whole week <clears throat> sorry, this whole week we've been talking about why did we stop at Paul and um I was, I forgot, I was on my timeline in Facebook, and this particular chapter jumped out at me because I have some, um, you know, ministers and stuff that I, I, you know, I look at what they, pre, you know, what they speak on or listen to their podcast or whatever. And so, but this actually... This chapter jumped out at me because he said he brought up Abraham and how Abraham is the father of faith and how God gave the promise that um, through him all nations would be blessed. But then you have to go back and you have to look at the life of Abraham. Abraham lived his life please, pleasing God. Him and God were friends, and I, I, I and the best way I can explain this is any relationship that you have, you are going to want to know. If you really want a relationship with an individual, be it a coworker, an employer, um, your wife, boyfriend, a, a friend, um, you are going to want to learn the likes and dislikes of that person. Even though you have faith that that person will have your back no matter what, or, you know, they're your your bestie, your ride or die, or however you want to um, call it, you are always at your, you are always trying to find out about that person. And what the law is, is basically a list of 
what God is all about. It's just like a getting to know you plus supersize. I mean, we talk. You're talking to um, women when you're talking to that guy for the first couple of phone calls or text messages or however you you know you 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 start the relationship or even like I said a regular friend. It's always like, well, what movies do you like? What's your favorite color? You know, what kind of car would you drive? What are your dreams? What are your hopes? Those are the things that we start to try to learn and nurture, you know, in the relationship so that we'll have that deep connection with them. We learn about their family. We learn about their hopes and about their dreams, you know, the, the goals that they have set for themselves. And so... For us to, from reading this and saying that, you know, but with Abraham, you know, going and having the faith of Abraham, we have to, again, we have to look at the relationship that Abraham had with God. For us to get to that point of being a child of faith, because that is where God wants us to be. He wants us to be at the stage where Abraham was, where he was willing to sacrifice his only son, the way that God sacrificed his only son. He went and he left family, friends, and country, you know, to do the will of the Father by faith. So it's like for us to follow in the footsteps that we need to follow to get into that closer relationship with God, we have to look at everything. We can't just stop and say, okay, well, here Paul is saying that we're justified by faith, so we don't have to live the law. And I'm not saying that we have to live the law. But the thing is, in your love of and for God, you're going to want to know what the law is, what's in the law so that as you're living your life and you're trying to get closer to him, you'd be like, oh, God doesn't like this. So let me not try to do this. If I can, if I can, let me not try, let me not, let me not touch that. Let me not do that because for some reason, God doesn't like that. But the thing is, if you're unable to, for any reason, because it's 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 something that comforts you, it's a habit, you're so, you know, that's something that's that that just 
it, is, it has a hold on yours routine, whatever the reason, and you can't not do it. You're not condemned because of your relationship with God through Christ. But the thing is, for us to not want to know what the law is because we stopped at Paul and said, okay, well, Paul said to just live by faith, and we have the grace and mercy of God. We don't have to know what the law is. But now you don't know who God is because the thing is it's all connected. The law is the word of truth. The word of truth is Christ. So if we're going to follow Paul, it should, us following Paul should lead us to Christ, which is the word of truth, which should lead us to God, which is the laws and the makings of the relationship. It's all, as you can see, it's all connected. And God is just like, I want you to know me as I know you. And this is the best way for us to know who he is. And so as we go further into this chapter, he says in, um, in, in verse 19, he said, in my book, it has, um, wherefore then serves the law. It was added because of transgression to the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by the angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law against the promises of God? God forbid. So he's he's letting us know that the law is not against the promises of God. The promises of God is, is his grace and mercy. We're, but the thing is, God already knows that us living in this flesh and living in the world the way we are, that he needed to give us a way out. He needed to give us a way to, to be redeemed because the way the law was set up, every transgression, you know, Again, going back to the kind of relationship we want to have with people now in the natural. Once we're offended by the person we consider a friend, we might forgive them once. We might forgive them twice, several times, depending on how close we are and how much we know about that person and what goes on in their heart because we're just that close with them. And we'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and talk with them and let them know that I was offended or that they hurt my feelings or whatever the transgression was. They apologize. You know their apology is 
is sincere. And so you let it go. But they continue to, but after a while, when they continue to do that same irritating gesture, comment, action, after a while, that sorry, you know, is not sincere. It's good. Now they're just saying sorry to appease, but not please, to, to, to gloss over. And so that was what was going on, in, you know, around the time of Abraham. And that's why God had to bring his only son. Because after a while, what was happening was the sacrifices that people were doing were over the same offenses. They were repeat offenses, and they were doing them over and over again. And all they were like, well, all I got to do is do an offering, and it's fine, you know. So it was no kind of, um, it's not responsibility, accountability. The accountability was not there. So they were just like, I do the offense, I give the offering, it's all done, so fine. And God, knowing the heart of man, was just like, this is not working. This this right here, they're not remembering the point of the offering. They're not remembering the point of the blood, the point of the minister, the point of the temple. They're not ever even acknowledging or remembering me. They're going to the priest, and the priest is taking the offering. You know, I mean, and this is where um, this denomination, the RC Church, was accepting donations from the people. They would get, the money would go, it would give money and the offering to the priest, tell the priest to ask for forgiveness for me, you know, and that's it. But they were not honoring God with their mouth or with their actions. So for us to stop at what Paul is saying and not looking towards everything else, we're still cutting off the main point of the disciples, the Gospels, because it's supposed to point us back to Christ who points us back into a relationship with God. And so as we go further into into this, it says um, in verse 20, one, it says, is the law then against the promises of God? And he says, God forbid, for if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all understand that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. The thing is, the law was meant for us to go back to God, not to show us 
what we were doing wrong, but for us to go back to God and ask him, because that's the thing. From the beginning, from the beginning when sin was released into the world, if they, Adam and Eve, would have cherished the relationship that they had with God, they could have gone back to God and not listened to what the snake was saying and said, God, because it said, God came into the garden and and walked with them. Not just, I mean, often, was it daily? Was it, I don't know if it was daily or what or they called him and he came, but the thing is, they walked with God. He knew when they were in the in the garden, they heard him when he came in. So the thing is, they had that relationship. And all they had to do was go back and ask the Heavenly Father, okay, we're confused um, now. So what is this thing about good and evil? Why is this tree, you know, the tree of good and evil, why does the fruit look good enough to eat like all the other trees, but you don't want us to eat of this tree? God let us know as he showed us the different relationships between him and those in the Old Testament that it's okay to ask him questions and he will answer. So he would have answered Adam and Eve's question if they would have gone back and to the source and asked him, God, why can't we eat of this tree? But they didn't. But Abraham, Abraham by faith, because Abraham was also, when you go back to the story of Abraham, was also about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and the, how the angels came <clears throat> and he received the angels and they stayed with him and they ate with him and then they were going down to Sodom and Gomorrah and he started asking questions because they were like, the earth is groaning and it's something about Sodom and Gomorrah that's not right. So Abraham, in his, you know, knowing that his um, nephew, cousin Lot, was down there, and he was like, well, if you see 50 out of all of them, will you save, will you, will you not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And so they were like, if we find 50, Sodom and Gomorrah will be saved. And so he kept questioning them. He kept questioning and kept receiving the answers of his questions. That is the kind of relationship that God wants us to have with him, where we're willing to sit down and talk with him about our situations and circumstances, 
I mean, will it be an audible conversation? Probably, probably not. It will probably be all, you know, flashes and pictures, dreams, people coming to you. I'm not for sure about how this response will come, but it will come. He lets us know that in his word, that if we ask, speak, and knock, he will answer, open the door, and let you find what you are looking for. And so Paul continues to say in verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. But the thing is, we were not shut up under the law because you can see that Abraham knew the law. Abraham followed the law. Because, again, the law is not just, because we think of law, we think of restrictions. But the law, again, was really nothing but the likes and dislikes of God. And the reasoning behind the law was to show, like, okay, you're not, you're not really, you know, you're not really somebody that, you know, I would associate with. But here is the, the 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 thing that I like and dislike. If you can abide by that, then hey, we can work something out. One law, one God. That's it. For the for the chosen and for the foreigner. So if we're considered the foreigners, the Christians, then how much more do we need to go back and look and say, hmm, what is it God wants us to do? How, you know, what are the likes and dislikes of God? He gave us Ten Commandments, and we don't even touch the Ten Commandments to already anymore either. Not let alone the six hundred and thirty-three other subtext laws that go with the Ten Commandments. But if you ask any Christian about the Ten Commandments, they can name you maybe eight. But can they name all ten? Because at the end of the day, if we're trying to honor God and we're trying to have a relationship with him, then we need to know at least the basics What's your favorite color? Blue. Okay. What's the first commandment of God? And you look at some people look at you and be like, mm. Well, I remember thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not kill. Okay, and thou shalt not lie. And like, okay, God is working with me on that one. Okay, but yeah, and then I do take from the job sometime or, you know, I might, you know, take some pens and some paper and and things for the kids for school, but, you know, and it's just like some things that we'll look at and we'll just be like, you know, it's not really that important, but if this is what God is saying and you're, you're trying to have a relationship with him, then you will honor 
what he's saying he doesn't like. You will try your hardest. And 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 the thing is, and have faith that he'll provide those things that you need. He'll provide. It says, you know, that thou should not commit adultery. Okay, then that means that he will provide you with your own woman or man. So therefore, you don't need to be out here hooking up with every Tom, Dick, and and and, and Harry or every Chandra, um, Jackie, and Deshaun, you're going to wait for God to give you your own person instead of sleeping and trying to steal somebody else's. So everything works hand in hand. Everything is connected. It says in verse 24, Wherefore the law was, I'm sorry, make sure I read it word for word. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So the thing is, you go to Christ and you look at his sacrifice not understanding what his sacrifice was for. It's just like somebody giving you a gift. You're given a gift, and you're not understanding. You open open the box. It's all wrapped up, all pretty, and you open the box, and you look at it, and you're like, I don't know what this gift is. What does it do? How am I supposed to use it? That's what the church is doing now. It's looking at the gift of what Christ has done and said, it's a beautiful gift. It was wrapped nice and it looks nice and it has weight to it. It has all these gadgets and stuff, but what does it do? And what do we usually do with stuff like that? Well, it's heavy. We're going to use it as a paperweight for right now. Not looking at the direction because that's too much of a that's too much of a hassle to look at the directions. We, we want to take it right out of the box and use it. But the thing is, we can't do that with the gift that Christ has given us. He's not a paperweight. He's not a cliche. He's not the flowers that you give every year on Valentine's Day. He's not the candy corn that you eat every Halloween or the mistletoe on Christmas. He's not that. His gift is very precious. And we have to look at the instructions that come with that gift, which is the law. So we can know how to use this gift. But you throw the instructions out and then you put the the gift on your desk and you're just like, and people come in and they're like, oh, look, your gift. Well, what does it do? Well, it gives grace and mercy. 
For grace and mercy from what? Hmm. I'm really not for sure, but the, whatever I hear, grace and mercy, I just feel good. I get the warm and fuzzy. But where are you getting grace and mercy from? Because when people see a, a, a very good gift, they well, where do you get that from? Well, I said a couple of words. I said I believed that, that Jesus died and was crucified and was resurrected, and I got this gift. But I don't know how to use it. I don't really know what it's for. And I, I, I don't want to, t- I, I tried to call the manufacturer, but the line was busy, and I got tired of holding on. So, therefore, you know, it's going to just sit there. I'll figure it out one day when I have time. And God is just like, okay, I, you know, and he's sitting there like, you came to me once. And I tried to tell you what it was about. I had somebody come and tell you, but they didn't come in a package. They didn't come. They didn't come looking how you thought they should look. So you didn't even listen. <clears throat> Verse twenty-five, but it says, "But after that, faith has come." We are no longer under a schoolmaster, but you are all the children of God by faith in Christ. Well, if we go back to Christ, Christ is saying, I did not come to cancel the law. The law is here until the, the end. I just came to fulfill it. And it's to show us, so as we, the thing is, Christ is letting us know in that one thing that the law is still in effect. But because of him, we have grace and mercy where if we don't know the whole law, we can't follow the whole law, we, you know, that we won't be condemned. As long as we have faith, that we know whose we are. But if you if you don't have faith, trust, and obedience to Christ and believe that he's trying to lead you back to the Father, then what's the point of you? What is the point of the gift? What is the point of saying, I have this, but then not being able to use it and not using it? A, a minister said, I was listening to, and he said, it's like having, being given a million dollars. It's been deposited in your checking account. But you won't write one check off that million dollars because you don't believe that it's yours, because you don't understand how it got into your account. You don't understand the the contract that you signed to receive the money, but you won't go back to the source who deposited the money in your account to find out 
what to do with that money. And so it just sits there. And and it just it just sits there. And God is just like, I want I want you to have life and life more abundantly. There is freedom in having faith, trust, and obedience to God. No matter what the people say. No matter what the atheist says, no matter what the Muslim says, no matter what Tom, Dick, and Harry, who are agnostics, they don't really believe that they're, you know, or whoever. It's it's, it's really your choice and and your choice alone to have this one-on-one relationship with God. Because in the end, when it comes to, you know, you standing before him at the time of your judgment, it will only be you and him. It's just like when you have kids, you know, you know, you might have more than one child. And at the end of the day, each child is accountable for what they did that day. If they broke something, if their grades are wrong, if they've been acting crazy, acting out in school, or being disrespectful, at the end of the day, it's that child doing that one-on-one communication with the parent. So each of us are going to have that one-on-one communication with God when we go to see him face-to-face. And he's going to be like, so? Let's look at your life. This is your life. This is me trying to get to know you. This is me trying to get you to know me. I know who you are here. I fulfilled your need here. You prayed and I had you there. Hmm. Not one time. And then the thing is, I'm not saying that. I'm. This is where we hang our head in shame or not. Because then when he reveals to us how how selfish we were and not trying to get to know who he was, who he is. And he's just like, where is it? I don't see anywhere where you tried to get to know me. Huh. You did not one time read the book that I had written for you. You not one time tried to come into my presence to talk to me for yourself. Mm. And the thing is, God does have feelings. He says, I am a jealous God. That's a feeling. But he loves us unconditionally because in spite of ourselves, in spite of what we say and do, he still tries to do for us. Just like any parent, 
no matter how disrespectful, no matter how out of control our kids are sometimes, we still try to give them the best of what we got. And that's God. He's just like, I'm still going to give you the best I got. Is she crying? I, I don't know. I know I would. I've done it. I, man, all these sacrifices I made, you know, and I've cried, you know, and told me I have not had to do that, you know, in, in a long time. But, you know, there were a couple of times where I had to cry and be like, I all this I do for my daughter, and this is how she acts? Really? But the minute she needed anything, I did my best to get it for her because that's what a parent does. So, again, if we do that here in the natural, how much more would the creator of heaven and earth and all of us do for us? And so then he says, he says uh, in verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So if you have put on Christ, but you don't know who Christ is, and all you can say is, I'm justified by faith. Well, faith in what? Faith in Christ. And Christ is in me. Well, who is Christ? What was his life like? He was God in the flesh. He was he was representing God here on earth. What were some of the things that he did? What were some of the things that he said? Do you know? Okay, okay, maybe not Christ. We'll go back even further. What about what about what God said? You know, you know, Ten Commandments. What about this? Okay, leave that alone. How about telling me about Abraham or Moses, David? They all represented God on some level. No? Okay. Everything was everything that we have we read in the Bible is leading us back to the one who created us. He said it said, do not worship the creation worship the creator. But we keep keep we keep our eyes continually on creation, people, dogs, cats, birds, things. And it's like, no, we're supposed to be going back into a relationship with the Most High God. And it says, 
There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you all are one in Christ. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so if we're heirs according to the promise, we have to go and look at the promise. What is the promise? Let me see if I can find it. And because the thing ends in Isaac, and Isaac, his son, God said that the nations would be blessed in Isaac, his son, the nations would be blessed. But the thing is, in Abraham's son. It was about faith. And Abraham, it was about faith. But again, Abraham also understood the law, the likes and dislikes of the Most High. He made, there's, there's, he lived it. He understood it. So even in spite of all the Oh my gosh, all the mistakes that he made. People are like, well, he made this mistake and this mistake and this mistake. David made mistakes. Moses made mistakes. But at the end of the day, because of their relationship with the Most High God, God looked beyond their mistakes because they had a relationship with Him. And he knew that their heart was in the right place, even in spite of their mistakes. They still had to suffer the same consequences of anybody else when they made those mistakes. But at the end of the day, when all was said and done, God still loved them and said, you know what? I understand why you did what you did. But, you know, try to help me help you. I don't need your help like that. Just continue to obey me, trust me, and I got you. And that is what he's telling us now. Continue to trust, obey and have faith in me, and and I got you. In spite of all the, the bad choices you may make to help me help you, 
even though I'm telling you, all you got to do is stand and stand there for all your battles. I'm fight, I can fight for you, and I will fight for you. I don't need you to jump in front of me and say, okay, God. I mean, even Christ rebuked Peter, who tried to get in front of him, saying, I'm going to draw his sword when they, they came to get Christ to crucify him. And he cut off the soldier's ear. And Christ stepped up and like, no, this is not your fight. This is not your fight. So that's what God is saying. This fight that we fight on a daily is not our fight. All we need to do is stand and resist the devil, and he will flee. Stand. And the battle that is before us can be won if we trust, obey, and have faith in what God tells us to do. Because, again, every story, every person, from, from the disciples back to the beginning, when we look at each story, it shows that God was there. But we always, but we always want to jump in and jump ahead because we think we know better or we think we can do better or we just don't, you know, we're just like, well, I got this. This looks easy. And then we're like, oh, wait, no, I don't got it. And we, and we, and we drop it. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. And the thing is, we have to not be discouraged when we make the wrong choice. And we find out that the choice that we made was never the choice that God wanted us to make. But that's why we need to go back and look at the will and the actions of God before, because what he has done before, he'll do it again. He said there's nothing new under the sun. So everything that's happening in your life has happened somewhere in the Bible, maybe not to the exact detail, but it's there. And all you have to do is stand on the promises of what God has said, and he will He will give you a way out of your situation. Step back. Take your hands off of it. He will work it out. But we're just like little kids who see a small hole and a piece of string in our clothes. And some of us even do it now as, a, as adults. And we try to get that, that small piece of string and, you know, try to break it because it don't look right with the rest of the outfit. It, it, it's draw, it's, it has our attention now. And by the time you get to the end of the day, it went from a small hole to a hole big enough that everybody can see. But if we would have kept our hands off of it, 
it would have stayed exactly the way it was, and nobody would have known it was there. And eventually, we would have forgot it was there, too. That's how our lives are. We have to remember that God has even the smallest part of your life. He has it planned out. So stop picking at that 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 scar that healed over from when you were young. And the thing is that one little scar don't even have a scab on it anymore because you you really did you forgot about it. But then somebody brings it up and then you start picking at it. You were over it, but for some reason, something made you go back and start picking at it and opening up old wounds, opening up old hurts, opening things that even God has said. We dealt with that already. We dealt with that already. Your relationship with me has to be stronger because you're going back to the way you were before you knew me, worrying over things that when you had your eyes on me, you weren't even thinking about. So my prayer today is that as you go through the word of God for yourself. As you go through listening to your minister, maybe you go to another church, maybe you as you listen to your minister, as you listen to us here on the call, and you hear us quote scriptures and and, and Sam reads the books that he reads it, he quotes scriptures and he teaches and encourages whatever you hear, wherever you hear it, and it's about the the love of God or Christ or what Paul said. Go back. Go back and look at it for yourself. Go find God for yourself. Go create a relationship with God for yourself. That is what Christ was for. That's what he is for, so that you can have that one-on-one relationship with God on your own. And the just shall live by faith, because he is the author and finisher of it all. Amen. And that is the conclusion of today's um, teaching. So are there any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns? Nope, I am good. Amen. Okay.
Oh, there was something that you had said um, about about us, um, like not not waiting on um, was it not waiting on instructions? Um, I should have made a note, but it reminded me of a sermon that a friend of mine did like years ago. And she was using the analogy of how when we call, when we have a problem with something and we call customer service and you have to sit on hold waiting to speak to someone and that you sit on hold, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, you know, trying to wait to speak to someone to get the help with what you need. But we won't wait on God to get the help that we need. You know, like when we ask him for something, we want the answer right away, like immediately. And if it doesn't come immediately, then we just go about trying to do it ourselves instead of um, instead of waiting on him to, to give us the answer. Exactly. And that is such a good comparison because we will, we'll be like, oh, I'm so upset about my phone not working or my computer's not working. And we will, we will wait on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will wait on the phone, even when it says that, you know, the whole time for this call is 20 minutes. And then what we do is what we do. We sit back and we get ourselves settled to wait that 20 minutes. But we won't give God that same, that same courtesy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's looking like, um, but I need more than 20 minutes because this is some stuff that you created. You know? <laughs> You know, like <laughs> okay, I need a man. <laughs> 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 He's like, this is this is some stuff that you create. I'm like, he's like, I'm not confused, but I gotta undo some knots, and you know, what were you doing right here? Like, you know, we all have that that relative that um that did their own thing in their house, and it looks great, but when you have somebody come and try to do a repair, they're looking at it like, why do they have 20 nails in this <laughs> one location? And you're like, I don't know. And it's just, it just kind of goes from there, you know. And that's what God is it's like, you did some stuff. And I'm just, you know, I gotta, I gotta work around it, you know. But give me a minute, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, but that's again, that's the awesomeness of him because he will still, in spite of our impatience, he'll be like, okay, now, um, you know, you know, like come in and say, I'll call you back. And he'll call us back and be like, this is the answer to your question. The why, the what, the who, whatever. But then at this point, 
we've gotten so far ahead, we've either forgotten what the question was or we're just like, oh, I fixed it myself. And it's like, but it don't look right. It, it, I did it better, but it's too late because we we've gotten ahead of him. So we we just gotta we just gotta do better, you know. I mean, I'm not where I want want to be or where I should be, but thank God I'm proud that I was because. I used to be real bad at that. Like, I figured out. You know what? Mm-hmm. I do it myself. You know, that type thing. So it, it's, yes. So it's not it's not easy, but it's not, like I tell my son, it's hard. It's, I'm, we make it hard. We make it harder than what it really is because of past situations and circumstances. But if we remember that God is not a man, that he should lie, or the son of man, that he needs to repent. So if that's the case, then we we have to stop looking at him that way and treating him that way and letting God be God for real. And remembering that that's who he is, you know. I mean, just like the kids these days, they don't call their parents mom and dad. They call them by their first name. (laughs) No. No. That's not how that works, you know. So, you know, my, my son tried to do that once. And I'm like, he was he was younger, but he but he was going by, I don't know if it was by a conversation he had with one of the kids at daycare or something he saw on TV, and he was like, and we were like, what is my name? And I, he was like, Felicia. And I was like, but what do you call me? He was like, Felicia? I was like, no, you call me mommy. Oh, okay. Well, what's my name, though? Felicia, okay. So as long as you know what my name is, but what do you call me? Mommy, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the difference. If anybody asks what is your mommy's name, you say Felicia. But what you call me, you call me mommy. That's as simple as that. There's no and we won't have any problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. And, but now you have these parents who are okay with their kids calling them by their name. And it's like, I have an issue with that because now you're making it sound like we're on the same level and we're not. We're not friends. You know, like like my daughter is over 21 now. Could she call me Felicia? Mm. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> as I as I asked the question, if she were to slip up and call me Felicia, I would have an issue with that. Like, no, I'm not Felicia. Because before before I knew it was a thing, I almost went off on her. We were talking and joking around. And she go, bye, Felicia. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> what oh, my gosh. I went up one side of her and down the other. And I'm like, who are you? And she go, she let me get my roll out. She was, and she was, she was so upset. And she was like, she said, Ma, Ma, I, I was not trying to be. And she's like, you know, I had really like heard her feelings because I went, I went off. Oh my like, goodness. Because I'm like, we're up here joking and everything. And then you know how you have to be saying with such an attitude. And she was like, bye, Felicia. I was like, oh, girl. I was like, and who do you think you are? And I'm like, ooh. And she was, she just looked at me. She, the look she had on her face was just like, wow. And and so she said, my, it's a, it's it's a phrase, and I said, "What's a phrase?" She said, "Bye, Felicia." I said, "Mm-hmm." And so she had to show me on YouTube people saying "Bye, Felicia." I was like, "Well, you need to pick another name." You know what I mean? <laughs> you just so gonna change she- the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I said, uh, I said no. I said you gotta. I said you around me, change it. Don't don't use my name. I said anywhere else. Oh, uh-uh. oh. And she was like, she said, okay, but I said all right. I apologize. I, said, I didn't know it was a thing. I, I'm out of touch on that. You know the, the different phrases and stuff. I said, so I apologize. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, no, and, that's uh, not going to work in this house. Yeah. I was like, no. So, and then. Um, and then but I, that's the say, you know, with people calling their parents by their first name. I mean, because that's a sign of respect, you know, um, or disrespect to call your parents by their first name. Because you're right. You're not on the same level as them. And, you know, up until, um, I mean, I never referred to my, talking to her, I never called her by her first name. Um, And I I went from calling her mommy to ma, but, you know, (laughs) there was never an elevation. (laughs) 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 That, you know, that elevator floor required a key and I didn't have it. Um, <laughs> and then, but I did the same thing with my nieces and nephews. They had to call me aunt. You know, it was always Aunt Pam or Auntie. You, you know, and and I had a problem with my 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 one sister's kids because she didn't instill that in them. And if they saw me at you know at Grandma's house, and they'd be like Pam, and I would not answer. I wouldn't even acknowledge them. 
you know, because we're not on the same level. You know, I'm not, I'm not your friend. Okay, and and I will not accept that. I mean, I called my my uncle. I called him Uncle Billy. You know, um, well into my um, adult years, and yes, there did get to be a point where I would just call him Billy, but it was still with respect. I never forgot the fact that he was my uncle. You know, Mm. when I was when I was a child, I called him Uncle Billy or Uncle B. There was no. Hey, Billy, please, because before he could say something, my mother would have taken care of that. You just, <laughs> you just did not do that. And I do the same with my nieces and nephews. You refer to me as, you know, as Aunt Pam. And, um, and so now, even though a lot of them are grown now, they still, now they just call me Auntie. Um, and that's fine. But, no, we are not, and I did have to remind one, I don't care that you're grown. I'm still your aunt. <laughs> you know, um, and so there will still be some respect. You will not talk to me like you do your little raggedy friends on the street. I'm not. I'm not accepting that. Uh-huh. Not accepting that. So if that means we don't speak at all. I'm okay with that too. Because you will not be disrespectful. <laughs> like, nope, not having it. I. Uh... As we're talking about this, you know, and I know this is a recorded line, and I pray this is blessings for whoever listens to it later. Um, so my um, people are on big thing about Juanita Byron and how she cuts during one of her teachings. And then I also um, have a, you know, somebody on my timeline who's called, who's, who is being transparent in their journey back to God. And so she cussed in her recording. She was doing a live Facebook, and Juanita Biden was doing a live Facebook. They're not the same people. This is two different incidences, you know, you know, but the thing is people are up in arms about what was said and how it was said. Excuse me. And this is why a teaching like this is so critical. Sorry. <clears throat> Because we have to remember that we are only human. And we're not going to get it and be on all the time. We will slip up. Even the most seasoned prayer warrior, you know, um, always on that face before God, something can always make that person so upset that it takes them back to before I got saved for that one second. And people are jumping on these two individuals that I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know them personally, but just 
to see how their reaction, their reactive the response to what they said, not what was being said, but how they said it. It's like we have to be aware of the people who are coming into the church, who God is bringing into the body. You have these these teenagers, these adults, these former drug addicts, prostitutes, gangbangers. You have all of these people who are going to start coming into the church who all they knew was every third word was a cuss word. So it's good if they can hold a full conversation and only cuss three times. But we have to be, we have to be so, and this is why we cannot just stop at Paul. We cannot just stop at man's doctrine. We have to go back to Christ and God and look at what kind of relationship that they have with those who messed up. There was still love and respect there. There was still, they were still called a friend of God or a friend of Christ, and in spite of what they may have said, look at Peter. He said, I will never deny you. And he cussed out three people during the whole process of God being a Christ persecution. But Christ still loved him. He still called him back to him after his resurrection. So it's just like we look at, we have to look at what we call respect and say, okay, now we're, you know, we're laughing at everything, but yeah, that's the thing. You know, our mom, your Aunt Pam, he's Christ, he's God. Are we all going to say, it's like I'm not going to go to, 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 to Yeshua and be like, um, so, How's that road treating you? You know, like was you know there's a there's a certain level of respect that we give because of the the order of what that person is in our life. So in the relationship that we have with that person, but we also gotta respect those who are new in our lives as well and what they're coming from and what they've been through and all this other stuff so that we don't repel them when we're supposed to be compelling them. So just like you were saying about all the ones that grew up with you, you know, they know to call you Aunt Pam. But then what about that one who just met you? They might call you Aunt Pam, but they might slip and call you Pam 
And he's like, no, I'm I'm Pam. You know, and it's it's in love that we make that correction. We don't just start out being like, oh, no, I'm on like, no, I'm on Pam. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I didn't. You know, you were you were raised somewhere else. But you know, call me on Pam. But if if you're not if you're not comfortable with that, then you come into a, 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 an understanding that this person is now grown, they didn't know you, and they're not comfortable calling you Aunt Pam. Now, it's, it's, it's between you and that person in your relationship. What's the best way to address it? Maybe they married into the family. Okay, I'm not comfortable calling you Aunt Pam. I don't know you that way. What else can I call you? Like if I were to marry somebody who has kids, I'm not expecting that kids to call me mom. But I w- I would expect something that, that says you respect me in my you know in where this relationship is. I'm still the older person, so maybe Miss Felicia or something where it acknowledges that you know who I am in your life. Maybe it is Felicia, but it's, you're not saying bye, Felicia, but you say Felicia in a respectful manner. But, again, it's knowing the heart of that person, looking at the whole context on how it's being done. And it's, it's it, okay, thank you, Lord. But that, but that, that's just, we're going back to Alita Bottom and this, and this girl. They're being transparent. And the way they spoke, not what they said, but how they said it was jumped on, taking away from whatever was being said. And we just have to be aware of how we treat those who are going to start coming on this line, coming and listening in. and But they're going to also have to respect when they come on this line and listen in that there is there are levels of respect that are going to be accept, expected of them as well. So that is the end of today's um, service. Um, and I send a prayer up for those who are dealing with floodwaters. Uh, um, and disease and plagues and earthquakes and volcanoes and hurricanes and tornadoes. All of that is going on at once. This is the first year in the year where there is a back-to-back-to-back catastrophe happening. And it's kind of shaken um, 
me a little bit because, you know, I I was just, when me and my sister first started paying attention to the size and everything was like three or four years ago. And um, we were like, oh, this is just, you know, this is just little stuff. We should be in old age before it really starts getting set off. And um, we're not at old age, but we're near old age. And um, the things that are going on that have never gone on before, um, it's kind of... um, like, okay, God, I I see. I see it. I understand it, you know. So my prayer today is for those of us who see and hear all these tragedies that we do not lose heart or faith in the Most High God. What's going on is a direct effect of the earth groaning. This is, again, it's nothing new under the sun. The earth groans. Christ, even, I mean, God said more than once when he came down here, the earth speaks to him. Because you know when we when we don't talk to him, God is just like, okay, well you know, and this is and this is me like my pastor say, fathoming in my mind how it is. If we're not talking to him, then God is just like, oh okay, well then I got other stuff I could be doing, you know, and so. He, even though he's omnipresent, I mentioned he's not going to um, keep piddling in people's lives if they're not acknowledging who he is or, or talking to him or trying to get to know him. So if the nation that used to be his an example nation that the United States was, but in the last 10, 12, whatever years, we slowly turned from him. He was like, okay, you know, and now this particular area is, the, the earth is just like, they're doing too much. They're doing too much. They're killing each other. They're lying on each other. They're holding each other down. They're stealing from each other. And the earth cries out. He And he said, if you don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. The rocks crying out, that's earthquakes. The rocks will cry out. So that means... We're not, the church is not crying out. 
That means that the church is being scarlet. Maybe not us on this line, but that means that the church as a whole is not doing and not on its post. Because other than that, the rocks wouldn't have to cry out. The waters would not be screaming. There wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be earthquakes, there wouldn't be volcanoes or nothing like that. So the rocks are crying out and saying, God, we need you to see this. And so God is just like, whoa, really? Okay. Let me come down here and really see what y'all doing because y'all wasn't saying nothing. So I just backed off. But what are y'all down here doing for real? And he's just like, really? I know I know the end from the beginning, but y'all have made these choices and y'all didn't even come. Okay, Lord. All right. Oh, Lord, I'll see you get a little shot. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Um, But we pray for those who are going through the catastrophes that they've had to deal with. Um. And we just speak a peace and a healing. And we pray that um, those that call, that, um, what does the word of God say? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So my prayer is that the church will humble itself and pray, and seek his face, not the face of the minister, not going to pray to be seen, but to seek his face and pray and turn from the wicked ways so that God will heal us as well as the land. That is my prayer. And um, we pray for Sam, the mediator and the um, creator of Trauma Center Ministries, as well as Prayer Shifter Ministries by the Office of the Most High God. And we thank him even in his absence for this platform that he was obedient and faithful and trusting in the Most High God to do and, um, and and create it so that we're able to learn about who God is and develop our individual relationships with the Most High God. I thank you guys for getting up with me all week, um, you know, and listening to me ramble on about who, how God is and how good he is and all this other good stuff. And 
and I'm glad that we're learning together. And um, I hope y'all have a blessed week. Does anybody um, want prayer before we close out? And you can pray for me. All right, Miss Pam. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for this woman of God. We thank you because of the sacrifice of the time and talent that she does on a daily. We thank you, Lord, that you give her the strength to wake up, even though she has to go through several alarms to do so. <laughs> and she is still faithful and diligent in the call that you have put out for her to be the one to to start the call and record the calls, God. We just want you to continue to watch over her and keep her protected from all hurt, harm, and danger. Give her strength in her limbs. Give her energy in her body so that she can do all that she needs to do for today and for the week. And Lord, we just ask that you give back to her all that she gives out to everyone a hundredfold for her good and for your glory because she gives you the glory and all that she does. And we pray for her family and her friends and her seven degrees of separation. And Lord, we just ask that you will continue to watch over and keep them in perfect peace for her so she can have peace. For her so she can have peace. Again, for your glory and for her good. In the name of Yeshua, we come. Amen. Amen. All right. Excuse me. And so that is the conclusion of the matter. Let's just somebody else who wants prayer before we end the service for today. Okay, Miss Pam, if you wouldn't mind closing us out. Okay. Mm. Father, we thank you for this call today. Father, we thank you for Sister Felicia who stepped up to help out while Brother Sam was away on a much-needed rest and vacation. Father, we continue to pray for the health and wellness of Sister Felicia and her household and family. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you are continuing to bestow upon her. And we just thank you, Father, for for bringing her into our lives, into our prayer call, as she is a much welcome participant, and we learn so much from her. Thank you, Father, for using her to teach us more about your word. Father, we just pray that, that everyone has a blessed day, that those that are dealing with issues, that they remember to seek you first, last, and always, and that in you, they will find the answers that they seek. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, and I'll hear you in the morning. Okay, you too, dear. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.